0: just go to Cars.com. It's magical.
1: Finsider Radio, the Jake and Josh Show. is SB Nation's official podcast about your Miami Dolphins. Check out Finsider.com for more Miami Dolphins content and be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with us on Twitter. Jake can be found at jmendel 94 Josh can be found at H-O-U-T-Z or just house. The show is made possible by Dolphins everywhere, so be sure to rate and comment, share your thoughts, and let us know how we are doing. Now, let's get on with the show. Midnight has passed, and it seemed like all was well in Miami. However, now is the team the biggest pumpkin in the entire patch. What is going on, everybody? Welcome into FinSider Radio. This is the Jake and Josh Show. My name is Jake Mendel. We told you guys we'd have a show following the trade deadline. We're not necessarily sure if the trade deadline happened, but here we are joining me each and every time we record. Joshua, how's Josh? You're here stuck looking at my horrible hair right now. Other than that, how you doing today?
2: I'm doing great, man. It's cold here, um, and your hair doesn't look nearly as bad as mine, trust me. When you have long hair like me and I wake up every day, it's an absolute mess. But Jake, I mean, the trade deadline came and went, nothing happened. And um, the Dolphins, I mean, I don't know how you feel, man, but they're stuck with a lot of egg on their face after yesterday.
1: You know, I really am starting to get the idea that the trade deadline is a lot like the end of a TV show, like the end of a season series. You know, uh,
2: Game of Thrones finale, the
1: the game. There's a lot of drama. You're expecting a lot to happen, but nothing really happens until next year, next fall. You know, obviously the day we're talking about now is is in the middle of March, Uh, but we've been worked up for some time. I think everybody's been worked up, not just Dolphin fans, just kind of all over the league about what is going to happen at the trade deadline. And it's like we get fooled every year into thinking that things are going to happen. I mean, this isn't the MLB. I mean, this isn't the NBA, the trade deadline, I mean, in the NFL really doesn't mean to too much. Obviously we saw Von Miller got traded, but in terms of, you know, franchise adjusting decisions, we're really not going to see that in the middle of the season. And that, you know, was proven true again this year.
2: And it's proven true and true time and time again. A lot of people, you know, maybe reference the cap situations, things like that. I mean, we heard Mm -hmm. Xavier Howard could be on the move. Devontae Parker. I mean, there was some guy named Mikey Salads who no one's ever heard of claiming that he had a deal in place with Indianapolis. So, um, you know, maybe it is just yeah, maybe it's the same thing every year. And you know, uh, maybe we got fed a, a line of BS from the media. I mean, clearly the Miami Dolphins had interest in the Sean Watson, but how far along, you know, how far those conversations went, we won't truly know. But um, for a cloud that's been looming over this team since January, it's not going to go away. And at one and seven, I mean, I, I feel like the damage has already been done.
1: You, you say this damage has already been done. And Josh, I wanted to ask you, were you relieved when four o'clock hit? I mean, I think it was actually tweeted out around like two o'clock that the trade wasn't going to happen. But I mean, we were kind of saying that two o'clock about three weeks ago. Uh, but. Were you relieved when you saw that come out? Were you surprised? I mean, because for me, at least I thought there was a little bit of a sense, like maybe a 5% chance something was going to happen. Someone was going to panic, but they stayed true. And, you know, I got what I wanted. They're going through the season with what they have.
2: Yeah, I mean, after you, you know, pick apart the layers and start to think about it, I mean, I'm I'm definitely happy with the way I guess things turned out because, you know, even when you had interest back in January, when the legal issues first came out, it was like, okay, well, let's see what Tua can do first. And then if you still have these question marks with your quarterback position, then maybe you seek Deshaun Watson when all these legal issues, you know. I guess, get settled. And Jake, I don't know if you saw it. Well, clearly you saw because you have it in the rundown, but the biggest report came out, you know, after all this was that like the, three minutes after yeah, right we, we after. have like I a mean,
1: sigh of like, cool, everything's clear, like yeah. the smoke settling. And then this tweet comes out.
2: And then Ian Rapport, you know, Dolphins owner, Stephen Ross received permission to speak with Deshaun Watson, but only last night as complicated as a deal as this is, that wasn't enough time. So um, again, I don't know how much, how close a deal actually was, but the fact that, you know, Stephen Ross only was able to talk to Deshaun Watson um, the at like, couple hours before the trade deadline. I mean, at that point you had to think, you know, there was no way this was getting done, but back to your point, Jake, I mean, I was a little bit, I was definitely relieved. I'm excited to see what Tua can do, but at the same time, I mean, after you've already pretty much said, you know, we don't trust this guy as much as a Deshaun Watson, you know, we have some question marks there. I mean, um, that was a little bit concerning to hear.
1: Yeah, Josh, and some people got upset about this, but I mean, in in the grand scheme, if we're keeping it just about the football field, And even off, I mean, I wouldn't think you'd want to make a trade until you get to talk to him. And I think for me, man, it's just the Dolphins have been dragged into a situation with the Texans that is just so – Uncomfortably gross. And it's not necessarily that it's happening. It's that this Dolphins team has souped to a low level where they're being, like I kind of said for the Jags game, being stuck in the mud with all these rumors. Uh, Chris Greer, Brian Flores, both of those guys talked today. Uh, but Josh, when you heard that uh, Ross was able to talk to Watson, I don't know how you felt, and I'm interested to hear because for me, it sounded like you know, you see in the TV shows when they visit someone in jail and they got the telephones and they're talking to each other, but like the Texans are over the radio communications, listening to everything they say. That's kind of what it made out to be to me personally. And that just kind of, I mean, if you're trying to trade away someone, this seems like the wrong way to do it if it's going to be that type of situation.
2: Absolutely. And I love that you painted that picture of the scene. And, you know, I guess to the point is maybe the Dolphins are clearly the front runners and clearly the only team interested because I think the Carolina Panthers asked to speak to Watson and they refused that so I don't know what the con- phone conversation was about Jake I mean um, I joked you know maybe he got on the phone and said you know what don't worry we're going to get you out of there next year you know just stay stay pat on that no trade clause because that's really what it all comes down to if Deshaun you know, Watson truly wants the Dolphins and the Dolphins I mean they make it clearly at least have some interest if they truly want him I mean at some point this will come to fruition but I think the biggest thing was what came out when Tony Busby the attorney for the 22 women the victims in this and you know he almost made it sound like the Miami Dolphins had a say in those NDAs or you know had some kind of foul play there and I know the internet went you know buck wild Jake I know you and I have heard different things here and there so um, I guess that to me was the biggest thing that the Dolphins were trying to you know get those settlements in to have this trade happen but at the same time I mean we knew all along that the Dolphins wanted these things settled if the trade was ever going to happen so it's such a touchy subject Jake and I guess um, it all comes back to Chris Greer finally meeting with the media today, and I don't know how you felt. I mean, I woke up, was laying in bed. I think we were watching like Paw Patrol or, or Puppy Dog Pals or something like that. <laughs> don't and- act like you didn't know. You knew exactly what show, what season, and you could probably quote the entire thing. Let's be real. Yeah, okay, that. so it, we were watching Puppy Dog Pals, and I think Blue came <laughs> on. But um, I was scrolling through my feed. I'm like, oh, damn, like Chris Greer is actually talking to the media. And that first, you know, I checked my email to see if I missed, uh, you know, uh, an invite I was not invited but um, Cameron Wolf he came out and he said the most upset he's ever seen Chris Greer when asked if they were involved in trying to get women to sign NDAs regarding the Sean Watson talks any suggestion that say that we would be involved in that is flat wrong that pisses me off so I haven't seen the video Jake but you know just to hear you know Chris Greer at least it sounds like he was truly agitated by those reports so again take everything that you're hearing with a grain of salt but the fact that Chris Greer you know saw enough and, and knew that he had to come out and talk to the media I think that speaks volumes. Josh, and this is what I mean when, you know, a team's getting dragged down into the mud. You know, there's a
1: lawsuit and a lawyer comes out and says something and he he's a lawyer. He knows exactly what he's saying and he knows he's going to say it in a way that kind of makes it seem like the Miami Dolphins are involved. And who knows, Josh, I can't sit here and say one way or another if they are, if they're trying to Talk to Watson about resolving his cases. But what I can do, what I can say is we need to remember everything we've learned so far. I know it's so easy to get caught up on what we learned today, what we learned yesterday, but hey, there's things we can take away from you know what we learned a month ago. It's important not to forget that stuff too. And I think we knew that the dolphins weren't going to make a trade unless these cases were settled. That can be lost in translation into saying this. I'm not trying to defend the Dolphins. I'm miserably rooting for this team, hoping, grasping for any sort of straw, but. It's just a, such a tough situation because we're just stuck playing a game of telephone, Josh, and it's forced to kind of make the decisions for ourselves. And that isn't a position we should be in. That isn't a position anybody should be in. And it's just that chess game uh, of lawyer speak that Busby's is doing. And, and again, I'm not saying he's wrong or anybody's wrong, but we're just kind of stuck out here with the he said, she said game.
2: And that's what it is. And I don't know that we'll ever truly know the full story, Jake. I mean, and, um, you know, from podcast after podcast, we say, you know, this is rock bottom for the team. I, I mean, I truly do feel like we are at rock bottom right now as Dolphin fans, you know, as an organization. And I think that's quite clear, especially as an organization. Back to the Chris Greer press conference. Armando Salguero uh, has this nice quote here. He says, we believe in Tua. That is what Chris Greer said. And the Dolphins chase of Deshaun Watson doesn't have anything to do with that. Merely investigation of a player of interest. He then went on to add that, you know, if you have a chance to get a guy that's considered one of the best in the league, you have to consider adding them. And I think, you know, to Chris Greer's point, I mean, he, he's always been that way. Right. I mean, whenever they had a chance to upgrade a position, regardless of, you know, who was on the roster, they the would, do, linebackers their due, in yeah, they would do their due diligence and do everything they could leave no stone unturned. So, I mean, the fact that they were still involved in this again, maybe it goes back to Chris Greer, just seeing that, you know, okay, maybe the Houston Texans are going to get desperate. Maybe we can get this elite player at our price. And then, you know, once this thing's settled, then we have two good quarterbacks. We can then decide on that. But again, we do not know. And it'll always be speculatory, Jake. Um, The thing that pissed me off the most, I'm going to be completely honest. And the one thing I was going to come on here and just soapbox about was the fact that I don't know if you saw it, but Chris Greer, was asked to Ruthie Polinsky of uh, NBC six about, you know, if he had talks with the women in the building about this thing going on, that's loomed over this team for 10 months. And he said, I did not have those talks. We never got to that point where anything was close to happening, but noted that they would have, if it did. And, and that to me, Jake, again, you said that this report came out at two, what two thirty I think it was when they said the dolphins and this trade wasn't going to going down. Why the hell? I mean, they have scouts that are women. They have all these people in this organization that are women. Why are you waiting till that moment, you know, to, to address this situation that again is, loomed over your franchise. I mean, to just sweep it under the rug. I mean, I think that's just not the way you go about business. So as a father, you know, a pending three girls, that to me pissed me off a little bit, you know, get your blood boiling. The fact that they just let it continue to loom. And I, I think that's why everyone's so frustrated. This season was supposed to be the most promising season that we were going to have in years. And, you know, they've now completely soiled on Tua. you know, the team looks like shit and, and now this comes out and I, I don't know, man, it's a huge black eye for the dolphins. And I just hope that someday, you know, we once again rise to the top and can at least feel good about wearing your dolphins gear out in public. Cause I mean, for so many months, man, even when this was looming, I go to the store wearing a beanie and I'd wonder how like I how I look to people, you know, not yeah. only did the Dolphins suck. I mean, I felt I, I've always, you know, went to the store knowing that I lived in Philadelphia Eagle country, you know, living in Pittsburgh uh, around Steelers count. fans. I know. Yeah, I was always the clown. But to, to know that this whole thing was looming over where, you know, one allegation after another came out. I honestly felt a little bit embarrassed to be a Dolphins fan. And and uh, again, we're at rock bottom. Josh, you hit the nail on the head there, and I'm going to wrap that with a bow because you
1: said it perfectly. Something I do want to mention, I mean, Chris Greer is someone, it's obvious he doesn't make the right decisions. I mean, I just mentioned the linebackers. I mean, I like the idea, hey, we're always trying to upgrade, and sure, that's great in theory, uh, but his decision-making, whether it's talking to the media, how he says things, or whether it's signing players, hasn't always been spot on. And to what he says, Josh, I mean, everyone, he said piss. He said pisses me off. Oh, look at fiery Chris Greer. Dude, why can't Brian Flores or why can't why can't Brian why can't Brian Flores or why can't Chris Greer use that pisses me off energy when talking about the quarterback? It goes from we believe into. uh, Tua is our quarterback too. Man, that really pisses me off. I mean, I I just want someone other than the Chuck Brown, uh, you know, teacher, parent, whatever you want to call that voice to back up the quarterback, even if they don't mean it. I mean, the Dolphins have said things they haven't mean for years. And if we have enough time, I'd like to talk about those in a minute. But I mean, can't we just lie and get jazzed up and say Tua comes in here every day. He deserves all the credit in the world for being one of those leaders. He doesn't have that C on the chest. He's dealing with these rumors and he's still going out there and trying to perform. He's trying to help his teammates learn. I mean, Josh, I'm a 27 year old reporter and I just made that all up on the spot. These people who are around Tua all the time should be able to make up some sort of BS thing if they do feel like that Tua isn't their guy because if they're trying to have some sort of poker face, if they're trying to give out some sort of hint that Tua is our guy, so they aren't, you know, hit over the head with cap prices and draft prices for whoever they want to trade for. I mean, th- this is just a, a horrible, horrible way to look at it and, and the trades rumors just make it so much worse. And for him to just use that pisses me off in that sense. And, and this is the situation we got to that. This is what finally pisses him off. I mean, that that's kind of where it, where it draws the line for me.
0: This is advertiser content brought to you by Frito-Lay.
2: Just go to frito No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends 4-3-2023. Void or there Here's worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at frito you know, then Brian Flores met with the media and I think, you know, uh, I don't want to say that I feel bad for him, but at the same time, I mean, it does seem like he was kind of the guy that just got thrown out there, you know, had to go out there and, and just deflect these bullets, you know, that were coming at him for week after week. And, uh, you know, Flores met with the media after, shouldered the blame for the Dolphins 1-7 and start and continued to say, you know, Tua was developing every day, continued to say, you know, Tua was our quarterback. But the thing that stood out most was he said Tua's working on the deep ball. He realizes, you know, that's one of his one of the areas of his game needs to work with, you know, everyone in the building has these areas they need to continue to grow with. So, you know, uh, again, I just feel like I don't want to take some of the blame off Brian Flores because he was absolutely part of this, but it, it does seem like he went out there and took those bullets for the team. And um, I guess that's what you want your leader to do. You don't want him to point the blame. You don't want him to do those things. I just wish he would use that pisses me off energy. Uh, anybody,
1: you know, Brian Flores looks pissed off at the sidelines. I would just love to hear that in a press conference to show that emotion. I'm not saying you had to get, every coach has to be Dan Campbell and go up there and cry. But like when all this stuff is happening and the kind of weird thing, Josh, is that he's repeatedly said, Brian Flores, Brian Flores has repeatedly said that two is the quarterback and that's been tweeted and that's been quote tweeted. And then the same people are saying, well, they've done nothing to you know, can these rumors or anything like that. And I think the only thing that left that this team can do and what they should have done is show that emotion and show that attitude and, and give some sort of long-term uh, answer. Make us, you know, make us make a tweet thread of you defending to or something like that, or defending your team, defending the decisions you've made. Because right now, man, it's just, we're sorry. We're
2: sorry. We're sorry. And, and sorry is not cutting it when you just had an oil tank or just polluted an entire ocean. Yeah, and it goes back. I really cannot – I still don't know who truly in this organization wanted Tua. I mean, I, I know the fans did. I know we were all gung-ho about him, but, you know – Did we? St- <laughs> yeah, I, yeah I, I absolutely did. I love him. Uh, but, you know, uh, Stephen Ross, you know, he wanted Deshaun Watson here. You know, Chris Greer, you, you heard Brian Flores. I know he shut down that report that Brian Flores wanted Justin Herbert. I think they even asked him if he thought Tua was – you know, if they thought they made the wrong decision there, and he said, you know, that's not up to me. That's up to you guys to decide or something to that effect. the
1: pissed off energy, say – yeah, he's our
2: guy. Yeah, I mean,
1: and, it's, it's not that hard.
2: And that's what I just don't understand. I don't understand, you know, if you, again, you drafted to it, you knew what you needed to do, you knew you needed to build that offensive line, those weapons around him, and um, you didn't do that, and now you're just sitting here, you know, you already proved that you don't have trust in him, but why was he the pick if, you know, Brian Flores, it, it doesn't sound like he was the guy that wanted him, you know, Stephen Ross, I don't know what the hell Stephen Ross wants, and, and Chris Greer, I mean, he just seems to be a yes man, so... I don't know, man, but going forward, you know, Tua Tungvaluwa got, what, nine games now to prove that he's the guy in Miami, to prove that he's the guy, you know, maybe elsewhere. I mean, I don't know why, but if you're Tua, I mean, I, I joke, you know, this is how it's going to work out. The, all the legal stuff's going to get settled. You know, another team's going to swoop in, trade for Deshaun Watson. Tua's going to ask for a trade, and Dolphins are going to be stuck with that uh, Jake Delagala or whatever the hell his name was that they just put on the I'll practice okay. squad for 2022. So hey, maybe we can get you one of those jerseys, Jake. A, a Gala Knights, we can call them that, Talladega Knights. <laughs>
1: It could be like the Miami Heat voice version of our um, jerseys. I I don't know, man. We're spitballing with this franchise. Some things, Josh, I want to share with you. I want to say them without context. and I'd love just to kind of get your thoughts because I was up early looking at some old stories and um, I'm just going to pull some quotes here. The first one is from Stephen Ross uh, and Brian Flores after Flores took over as the team's coach. Uh, Dolphins owner Stephen Ross opened the press conference by congratulating Flores on winning the Super Bowl with the Patriots. Ross reiterated his comments from last month about looking for a long-term leader of a team who could build a winning culture in Miami. Flores... told the team not to hire him if their beliefs weren't aligned about the right way to do that. Ross comments about taking a long view has been interpreted by some that the dolphins won't be particularly competitive in 2019. The tank for two stuff, Josh, it said right there that started with Steven Ross. That is a, such a concern right there. I mean, just kind of going back at, and looking at these things, looking at are the dolphins following Flores' beliefs? Has that really been how this team's gone? And the icing on the cake. Flores said he knows there will be some pain as he continues to try to build the team he wants the dolphins to be josh the two things i would love a reporter to go in and ask brian flores is one is he currently building the team he wants the dolphins to be and how close they are and additionally what are those beliefs that brian flores had and how those beliefs have brought the dolphins to where they are today i would love a reporter to go in there and, and go back to these quotes and, and re bring rehash them i guess i should say
2: You know, I wish I had the actual quote because they did, you know, they kind of said, you know, something about the one in seven start. And he's like, I love the guys in the building. And, you know, they were like, really? I mean, you're one in seven. How how can you say that? So I I don't know, Jake, but there's definitely some tension there. And, you know, the fact I do believe at the time, Chris Greer was the one, you know, he handpicked, I think uh, Brian Flores at the time, because they had that relationship and, you know, they met, how many times? Ago? I don't know, man, but I just want to know what's going to happen moving forward, because I don't feel like at the end of this year with this way, the season has spiraled out of control that you can't make at least one move. And, you know, if you get rid of Chris Greer has been with this team for what, 20 plus years, then what do you do? You promote Marvin Allen from within, you promote Reggie McKenzie from within. Maybe you have another year with Brian Flores, but is that not just the same endless cycle that we've been through yep. year after year? So uh, th- those those comments are definitely, you know, they definitely raise some concern, especially how quickly, you know, Stephen Ross basically said, OK, we were all in on tank for two. And now let's just turn this around and, and trade the farm for uh, Deshaun Watson, despite all those legal allegations pending over his head.
1: And that's kind of been the biggest issue with the Dolphins. We thought they've been learning from their mistakes. I mean, Ross entered that season before the 2019 year so not focused on results, uh, you know, just a process oriented team. And Josh, it just seems like he says one thing and, and just never sticks to it. And I kind of want to say Steven Ross is that swaggy P gif of where he's shooting the three and he's already celebrating down the court with like, uh, doing, doing his celebration, the ball rims out. That's kind of what he's been for the Miami dolphins because these quotes he's been putting out are just up for grabs. And when the team's bad, man, it's so easy to pick these. I mean, from CBS Sports, Josh, will close on this one. April 27, 2013. Before the 2011 season, Dolphins owner Stephen Ross showed his desperation for a new coach by completely emasculating Tony Sperano by flying to California to court then-Stanford coach Jim Harbaugh. Kind of sounds like a Watson and Tula situation, doesn't it? Especially knowing that they just talked. But... Now that the Dolphins have had a strong offseason, Ross is comfortable telling people that Sperano is the reason the team has been less than impressive recently. He told, or Ross went on to tell 790 the ticket, he could never put it behind him. I don't think he was the right. coach for the Miami Dolphins. I didn't hire him. We were a much better organization today than then. So man, he just threw Sperano under the bus. He said that he couldn't handle the fact that Ross was trying to go hire another coach and knowing Ross, knowing he's a businessman, I'm sure he never looked at the human element or sat him down to say, Hey, I'm sorry, let's make this right. Those type of things. I think they offered Sperano a a two-year extension, quote unquote, where it, you know, they could escape it after one year anyway, but man, it's the same thing over and over and over.
2: Yeah, these billionaires don't know what the hell's going on, Jake. And it is just the endless cycle that, you know, continues to go. I remember where I was when I heard, I think it was, you know, incarcerated Bob or one of those accounts back in the day, those Twitter accounts that used yeah. to drop all the rumors. Uh, Tony, uh, Jim Harbaugh has agreed to terms with the Miami Dolphins. And at that time, I mean, uh, I mean, we all love Tony Sperano, but at that time, I mean, Harbaugh was, you know, one of those prolific, you know, Coaches, you know, he was that guy that was supposed to turn this entire. Saw so he did in San Fran. Yeah, yeah. saw so what he did in San Fran. Was supposed to turn this entire franchise around. If he ended up here, so you know, it, it, what's funny is uh, I think you know now that we're starting to hear things. Oh well, if they move on from Flores, maybe they go after Harbaugh. You're, you're right, man. It's the exact same thing, and I mean, we saw what happened there. They they tried to you know sweeten things a little bit and try to make things right with Sperano. But how how can you ever you know go to work knowing that. All of those people, you know, didn't have confidence in you and they were trying to replace you that easy. I mean, yep. if you were I, I mean, if I was still a sous chef out there and I heard that they just got the phone with another sous chef, you know, I mean, how would I feel? I mean, I'd be pissed off. And I think that's what you hope to can feed off that pissed offness, you know, go out there and, and do the things we hope he can. But um, I mean, again, the season's lost, man. And as Dolphin fans, we're feeling pretty lost right now, too.
1: Yeah, Josh, uh, one thing I wrote down, it has nothing to do with this, but I'll I'll make it have something to do with it. Just a random thought. You mentioned the Dolphins are going to have to make some changes, and I think I've just come to the conclusion that the Miami Dolphins hired two offensive coordinators this year just so Brian Flores would have the honor of firing two offensive coordinators at the end of the year instead of being bored, just firing one every year, which has been the MO so far.
2: Yeah. Well, it certainly wasn't to help the offense. Cause I mean, I think the offense took a step back from Chan Gailey. So again, I'm sorry, Chan for forever doubting you. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not at all,
1: <laughs> <laughs> but that is all we have for you guys today. Uh, what call it a dud of a trade deadline, but that's kind of what the NFL is. Thank you guys so much for joining us. i uh, get our reactions, get our takes, follow us on Twitter at H O U T Z for Houts. Uh, I, I, tweeted out all those quotes from those different stories. I share different things like that once in a while. So hit that follow button, Jay Mendel 94 and guys smash that subscribe button. We've been kind of up and down in terms of when we release shows, we stick to three times a week, but hitting that subscribe button is the quickest, most efficient way to know when a new show is dropping and Hey, hitting that subscription button helps us out. It helps others find the show. And I mean, what's more than growing our community. Uh, We can all cry together.
2: We can all cry together guys. And, And again, if there's ever anything you need, reach out to Jake or I, We're always here to listen, and we'll always do our best to answer any questions you have. For Finsider Radio, the Jake and Josh Show, I'm Josh Houts. That's Jake Mendel. We'll be back tomorrow with our preview episode of this weekend's game against the Houston Texans.
0: Fins up! Up. That was Fitsider Radio, part of the Fitsider.com and the SB Nation Network. Miami has the Dolphins, the greatest football team. We take the ball from goal to goal like no one's ever seen. We're in the air, we're on the ground, we're always in control. And when you say Miami, you're talking Super Bowl, because we're the Miami Dolphins. Miami-